What's up, y'all? This is JLP, the host of Mastering Singlehood and Relationships Podcast, coming to you with this brand new episode. Hope all is well with you and your loved ones. Welcome September, y'all. We are in the ninth month of the year 2023, and I'm just so happy and blessed to be with you all uh, this evening as the Lord placed it on my heart to share tonight's episode titled, How to Be Aware Slash Discern the Voice of God. So how to be aware or discern the voice of God. And one of the reasons why I believe that the Lord placed it on my heart to really to just share this episode with you is because I feel that we are in a season where it's critical for every believer. Yes, if you believe Jesus Christ is the son of God, if you believe that he died and resurrected on the third day to give you everlasting life and to have fellowship with God the Father, then you need to understand this that you are his sheep and he himself says in his word that his sheep knows his voice and so i truly believe that we are in a critical hour where every believer everyone who calls himself a christian a disciple of jesus it is a must it is mandatory for you to discern and be aware of the voice of god and this is good news because this means that you don't have to have a title right you don't have to be a pastor you don't have to be a prophet you don't have to be one that is a scholar to be able to identify the voice of god because now you've been engrafted in because now you have become born again right you've been adopted to the family of god you yourself wherever you are and whoever you are no matter your background you are able to be aware of and discern the voice of god And on tonight's episode truly is just an overview of me just sharing some insights that the Lord has inspired me with over the years as he has been, again, allowing me to properly discern and be aware of his voice and know the ways that he speak to me. And on tonight's episode, I'll go ahead and give you some biblical examples in how you too in your everyday life can be aware of God's voice and how God speaks to you. And so one of the things that i want to go ahead and just quickly share is this and if you don't mind i want you to now um, turn your bible pages to uh, jeremiah 33 verse 3 and this is a familiar scripture that i love sharing especially when i am talking about how we ought to again just seek god for counsel for wisdom And this too is the same when it comes to properly being aware of the voice of God and discerning his voice and how he speaks to us. So Jeremiah 33 verse 3, this is what it says, y'all. Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. I'm going to say it again. Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Now, one of the things that I want you to pay attention to is that God is saying to call, right? To call unto him. He says, as we call unto him, he will answer us. Now, there are instances where God himself, he voluntarily speaks to us. Amen. But I love how in scripture, God shows us how to properly position ourselves to be able to hear from him, to be able to receive from him. To be able, again, to know the things that we do not know, knowing that he is all in all, right? He he is full of knowledge. He is full of wisdom. He is full of understanding. And so there are details concerning your life. Another person is not able to tell you. The world is not able to tell you. But God, the Father himself, he is able to tell you. And all you need to do is call unto him. And again, he says in scripture, he will answer you. He will answer me. 
And so one of the ways that you are able to be aware of God's voice and discern his voice or how he speaks to you is first and foremost, building that connection with him building that intimacy with him and we know we can only build that connection that intimate intimacy with God first and foremost for the you know you have to again give your life to Jesus Christ and for those of you guys who are Christian who are listening to this podcast episode perhaps you have given your life to Jesus but yet you still are not quite sure if you are hearing the voice of God well this is what you must do next you need to intentionally create time right to make room make space for God right to encounter to God in your everyday life. Um, today, I actually shared um, a, a message of encouragement in my IG stories. You can follow us for, again, discipleship encouragement um, via Instagram and as well as on Facebook. Our handle is Amuna Culture, and that is one word, E-M-U-N-A-H-C-U-L-T-U-R-E. And I believe that as we begin to make room for God, who is actually the Ark of the Covenant. You see, the Bible talks about the Ark of the Covenant and literally the Ark of the Covenant symbolizes God, symbolizes God's presence and God's glory. And so as we intentionally make room for God in the month of September, I believe God in his faithfulness, he is faithful to encounter us. He is faithful to come through for us. And as we're making that that space for him to, to be in our in our midst, right? He is so faithful as well to bless us with his providence, right? Bless us with his provision in order for us to be blessed, to be a blessing to others, and to also to accomplish the very assignments and purposes that he has for us to accomplish on this earth. Amen. And so again, it is so critical for you to understand this. In order for you to discern and be aware of his voice, You must first make it a priority to build your walk with him, to fellowship with him, build that intimacy. It is the same way when you are again, right, entering into a romantic relationship. How are you supposed to know this person if you are not getting to know this person? The only way that we are able to familiarize ourselves with God's voice is us to fellowship with him. It's us to get into his word, to meditate on his word day and night. You see, the word of God as well, in addition to prayer, it allows us to properly discern the voice of God. We are able to see what it is that God has said in scripture in order for us to be able to observe, in fact, how it is that God is bringing confirmation to us because we see that certain things that he is bringing our way, whether it is through a friend, whether it's through a minister, whether it's even through, you know, just something that we have just seen, we are able to say, hey, I've seen this example in scripture and this indeed seems like, you know, this is the character of Christ, right? It doesn't bring any evil. It doesn't bring any confusion. It doesn't bring any type of, um, you know, you know, evil of any kind. And so I believe that this is God's way of speaking to me. And the thing is, I want us to not put God in a box. For example, go ahead and open your Bible pages to Job chapter 33, uh, verse 13 to 14. I'll go ahead and read. And so Job chapter 33, verse 13 to 14, this is what it says. It says, why do you complain that he responds to no one word, right? This is what the writer is saying here. Why do you complain that he responds to no one's word? And this is verse 13, right, of Job chapter 33. And so literally, 
this is in the count in account excuse me when one of job's um you know uh friends was responding to job because it seemed like job was again was you know expressing his 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 um you know frustration to god and it seems that although job was expressing his frustration to god he wasn't receiving any response from the lord it seems like the you know god went silent on job but his friend the friend was able to give job this insight which i believe was spirit led and the friend said this to job he says why do you complain that he responds to no one's word and so here this gives us a note that we should not just put god in a box to speak to us through words alone so sometimes when when we are thinking god is speaking to us sometimes we assume that he's going to speak to us through words but how many of you know that god is even able to speak through a a burning bush this is exactly what god did to Moses God spoke to Moses through a burning bush although the bible says that he wasn't in the bush but the voice of the lord it seems as if it was being amplified through the burning bush and so if god was able to speak to moses through a burning bush imagine in what ways he's able to speak to you today and so let's quickly go ahead and continue to verse 14 of Job chapter 33. Verse 14 it continues and it says, "For God does speaks now one way, now another, and no one perceives it." I'm going to repeat it again, verse 14 of Job chapter 33. "For God does speaks now one way, now another, and no one perceives it." That word perceives you can say is is him saying that no one observes it right no one is aware of it and so if we are not putting ourselves in a position to be of sober mind to be able to be aware of our surroundings to, then guess what God is able to speak in such a way but since we are so occupied by again the world affairs because we are so occupied by again our emotions we can end up blocking ourselves from discerning the voice of God. And I believe this is one of the reasons why over and over scripture tells us especially in the New Testament be of so of a sober mind. So therefore, we should be people who are feeding ourselves with with the word of God but also with purity, with righteousness. We should be intaking things that is good for our health. We should not be people who are again getting high on drugs, getting high on um on alcohol and things like that because these type of things they are able to clock, you know, clock, excuse me, um not clock but cloud our judgment is able to block us again to recognize that it is God. Perhaps it's not God. It's probably probably the alcohol. But how are you going to probably discern that it's not the alcohol and that it is the Lord? In order for you to do this effectively, you have to make that wise decision and say and say to yourself, you know what? I'm going to be a sober person. I desire God so much and to be led by God that I refuse to again to keep on to end taking alcohol and taking drugs and as a matter of fact as believers if we truly call ourselves believers and disciples of Jesus Christ we know that these type of lifestyle choices sh- should not be for us amen 
And so in order for us to be people that are walking with the Lord, just as Moses walked with the Lord, just as Enoch walked with the Lord and were able to hear from God every single day, then we too, we have to have a sober mind. We have to have a sober lifestyle. And this requires us to be set apart. We can't just do what we see other people in the world doing. We can't, we can't just say what other people in the world are saying. We can't just, you know, listen to what other people in the world are listening to. We can't just watch what other people in the world are watching and so we have to make it a discipline for ourselves and asking the Holy Spirit to purify our minds to purify our hearts and our ears and to allow the eyes of our understanding to be open in order for us to know what it is is the will of God amen in order for us to know God's purposes for our life so that we may live it out so that we may be obedient to God in everything oh my goodness and so this leads me now to this other point and how you are able to be aware of the voice of the Lord and discern God's voice, right? Discern the different ways uh, that God speaks to you. And one of the ways that we are able to do that is by praying this prayer. Just as I mentioned very quickly, but I'm going to go ahead and mention it again. Ask the Holy Spirit to open the eyes of your understanding. Simple as that. Holy Spirit, give me the mind of Christ. Open the eyes of my understanding. Lead me to where it is that you want me to be in God's word this day. Speak to me through the written word of God concerning my life, concerning what it is that is on your heart. One of the things that you are able to do as well before you go ahead and take a nap, before you go ahead and sleep during the night, in your prayer time, just before going to bed, ask the Lord to guide you in your dreams. Ask God to give you dreams that are sent from him and to rebuke the dreams that were not sent from him. One of the practices that I've been doing for quite some time is before I go to bed, I pray this prayer personally. I say, God, you know, bless me with dreams that you want me to have. And as I'm having these dreams, Lord, allow me to interpret my dreams, right? Give me the understanding even as I'm dreaming to interpret my dreams. And so one of the ways too that the Bible depicts, the Bible describes God speaks to us is through dreams. Many of the times when God was speaking to Abraham, God was speaking to Abraham through dreams. Other times God was speaking to his people through visions. And so it is so important again, even before you go to sleep, just as you, you pray, perhaps before you eat a meal to God to bless his food, it should be the same as well as you're getting ready to go to bed and ask God to speak to you through your dreams. And not even waiting until you wake up the next morning and saying, you know, God, if I had any good dreams, I received these good dreams. If I had any bad dreams, I rebuke these bad dreams. But even prior to falling asleep, you say, you say to God, God, bless me with good dreams and help me to understand these dreams as I am sleeping. And when you do this, you pre you preposition rather, right? Or you prepare yourself in order to receive the dreams that are from the Lord. Therefore, when you wake up in the morning, your prayer is now, oh God, give me better understanding of what it is that you are showing me through this dream last night because you are already making that whole setting for you right as you sleep that it is God who is showing you things through your dream and you know it's not the enemy now again we know that all dreams don't come from the enemy but one of the things that I want you to know here because you are already preparing your hearts to hear from God through your dreams God is faithful to now speak to you through 
your dreams now perhaps you have this question okay jlp okay so i've prayed this prayer before but i still have trouble maybe interpreting my dream right what my dreams mean and how you can interpret your dream maybe that's the question that you have right now and one of the things again that i'm going to go ahead and uh, and just share with you once more pray to the holy spirit ask holy spirit to help you to understand your dream and secondly go back to scripture remind yourself of what it is that you saw in your dream and this is why it's important as well to have a journal right to have a journal as soon as you wake up right and you 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 know you quickly prayed and thank god for another day you also take that time take at least 5 minutes of your time and just write the key details of your dream I'm going to pause right here because there's something in particular I want to go ahead to address when it comes to dreams. Now, again, as I've said, God speaks to us through our dreams and God speaks to, uh, to us in our dreams in different ways. There are times when you have dreams, it's literal, it's, it's literal, meaning that there's not much interpretations that's needed. What you see in the dream is literally the meaning of the dream. But there are other times where God, he speaks in a literal way, but yet there's still a hidden meaning within that literal image, right? I'm going to give you an example. Um, perhaps you had a dream and you saw yourself with this person in your dream. And in the dream, um, you hear this person's name being mentioned. And maybe it's not a person per se, you know, in real life, but you just hear the, the mentioning of this person's name. Now for you having this dream, you probably thought, oh, Okay, so I just had a dream and I just saw this person and it seems that's pretty much it concerning the dream. But however, you missed the hidden meaning that the fact that that name, right, that person's name was echoed in the dream. The name itself has a hidden meaning concerning what it is that the Lord is wanting to speak to you about. I'm going to give you an example. Let's say that you had a dream and in the dream you see yourself you know, just with someone by the name of Jason and you see yourself evangelizing to Jason, giving Jason the gospel of the good news. This person is not someone you know in real life, but it's someone that you're just seeing in your dream. And you're like, man, that's a very powerful dream. That's a good dream. I received that dream. And then you go off about your day. But you didn't recognize that that name was being highlighted to you for a particular reason. You did not perceive it as we've read in Job, in Job 33, verse 14. God speaks in one way and another way, the scripture says, but they did not perceive it. Well, do you know that the name Jason means God is my salvation? That's ex exactly what it means. And what was happening in the setting of that dream? You were evangelizing to this person concerning the gospel of Jesus Christ. You were giving them the gospel message. And literally, that's what salvation is all about. Recognizing and understanding that Jesus himself, he is the son of God. He is God who came in flesh to die in our place to bring full atonement for sins in order for us to have reconciliation with Father God and be where he is forevermore. But if you were not paying attention to the name that was being mentioned, you would have never had any clue that that name was actually pointing you to a deeper direction concerning, again, perhaps your calling or something that the Lord wants you to do in the season. Perhaps God gave you that dream because literally he wants you to evangelize more. He wants you to, again, uh, uh, you know, walk in your purpose more. And so that brings me to this. When you're dreaming, 
and you see some things are being mentioned such as names such as numbers don't just you know you know just act as if you know that's not a big deal because it's it's not an angel that you're seeing no 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 those details are being amplified or are being highlighted for a reason dreams are so mysterious in the way where sometimes you have dreams and you just see people that you are familiar with it's not that their names are even mentioned but you're like i know this person and that's about it but if you literally hear the name it is being said that is indeed a marker for you. That's something that you need to be paying attention to. And you making sure that you write that name down and then you go ahead and you don't research the meaning behind the name. The same thing with numbers. You see a number in your dream and you're like, why am I seeing this number? You're seeing it for a reason. Write down the number and then go ahead and look at a concordance and you're able to, again, see what is the, the the meaning behind that number the biblical meaning behind that number and often god again he speaks through numbers and even in the numbers there's a message now i'm not talking about angel numbers numbers i'm not talking about new age but i'm talking about the the the, the biblical meaning of those numbers and again like the like the the the, the scripture said as we read in job 33 verse 14 so many of us who will miss the fact that God speaks to us in these ways because we believe that God is only able to speak to us through words. God in scripture was trying to get someone's attention so much so that he literally was speaking through a donkey. Let me quickly go ahead and and get that scripture to read it for you. I believe the scripture is coming from Numbers. Yes, it's coming from Numbers chapter 22. It's coming from Numbers chapter 22. Uh, During your leisure time, go ahead and read Numbers chapter 22, verse 26 to 28. And so basically, there was a man by the name of Balaam. And the passage continues to explain that Balaam, again, he began to have such a, you know, desire for money, right? A greed for money. And that literally was blocking Balaam from walking in the purpose that God had for his life. Balaam, it seems like he reached a point where he was so, again, he was just so, you know, desiring the things of this world or money per se, that he ended up not going in that, the direction that the Lord wanted him to go in his life. And God was able to see that. And God recognized and realized at this critical moment, the only way he was able to get through to Balaam is to speak in a way that no one ever thought that he would speak it was to speak to Balaam even in a way that he didn't you know expect God to speak to him perhaps God maybe tried to speak to him through a human being even though the perhaps the scripture didn't wasn't really in detail to let us know everything that went down before God spoke through that donkey but God probably said you know what this is the last resort this is the last sign that I'm going to eventually show Balaam so that way he can come back to the right way and do my will. So if God was able to speak to Balaam through a donkey again, what makes you think that he's not going to speak to you in an unconventional way? And so this is why it's so important for us to make it a habit to ask the Lord to speak to us and to, again, help us to discern the ways that he speaks in order when something is present and he is causing us to be, again, just making that detail so highlighted to us that we're like, man, maybe this is something that God is wanting me to pay attention to. And so 
I already addressed several ways that God speaks. I addressed how God speaks again through dreams. God speaks again through numbers. God speaks again even through other symbols such as a bush like he did to Moses. And even in this context that we just read in Numbers, well, we just addressed from Numbers chapter 22, 26 to 28. Verse 26 to 28, he spoke through a donkey. God, y'all, do you know he even speak through colors? I believe I've mentioned this recently that since the month of July and all of August, God was truly highlighting to me the color green. He was highlighting to me the color green and also several colors, but green was um, one of the main ones that stood out. And again, I shared in a previous episode that green is symbolic of, again, prosperity, right? Of wealth. Amen. And so even at times, God will speak to you through a color, a message, but again, we, we would miss it, right? Because we're like so prone to hear his audible voice. We're so prone or we're so desiring to hear actual words. Again, as um, the individual address in Job 33 verse 14, that we miss again all of the wonderful ways that God is able to speak uh, to us. And so before I go ahead and just get ready to close out this episode, I get, again, I want to go ahead and just encourage you to know that if you desire to hear the voice of God that God is faithful in himself to allow you to hear his voice and as a matter of fact God again like the scripture said again in Job Job's, um, chapter 33 verse 13 God does speaks this is what the writer said in that particular context right of Job chapter 33 he said God does speaks and so this means God is always speaking it is not that God is not speaking is that we are not perceiving the ways that he speaks very quickly if you don't mind uh, please go ahead and open your Bible to Matthew chapter 16. I'm going to go ahead and quickly read Matthew chapter 16, verse 2 to 4, and um, make yourself ready as well later on um, to open your Bibles to 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 33. Excuse me, 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32, not 33. And so Matthew chapter 16, verse 2 to 4, uh, this is Jesus speaking, and Jesus is saying this as his response to the Pharisees and Sadducees when they were asking him to give him a sign from heaven. Because again, clearly they still didn't believe that Jesus was the son of God, right? And so they were trying to provoke Jesus to literally cause a manifestation from heaven um, to come about in order for them to believe. But however, their heart was not in the right posture. Their heart was in a posture of pride, not humility. Very quickly, even before I go ahead and read Matthew 16, verse 2 to 4, this is mandatory for me to just mention this to you as well. God is always ready to reveal himself. But again, what does the Bible says? God says that he is pleased by our faith. And so when we are trying to get to know God more, we're not only supposed to come with an attitude of faith, but we have to also come with an attitude of humility, Right? The Bible says over and over again that God resists what? He resists the prideful, right? Or the proud person, but he welcomes the humble and he also lifts up the humble. But then he does what? He humbles the proud. And so it's important that when you're wanting God to speak to you, that you're not, you're not, you're not trying to, you know, manipulate God in any way in that nature, but you're coming as a child of God, as a son of God and daughter of God, and you are recognizing him as your God, but as well as as your father and letting him know that you recognize he is greater than you and that he holds all the answers and you're seeking him because you want to please him, right? 
and you're not just trying to uh, uh, use him for selfish gain. Amen. And so Matthew 16, verse 2 to 4, this is Jesus' response to the Pharisees and Sadducees after they said to give him a sign, to give them a sign from heaven. So this is what Jesus replied back to, to them. When evening comes, you say, it will be fair weather for the sky is red. And in the morning, today it will be stormy, right? Verse 3, for the sky is red and overcast. You now how you know, excuse me, you know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation looks for a sign, but none will be given except the sign of Jonah. Jesus then left them and went away. Now, very quickly, I want to mention that many people at times misquote this particular text, especially when um, they read verse 4, which, which says, A wicked and adulterous generation looks for a sign, but none will be given. So many times when people read that particular text, they think or assume that the the, the, the wicked and adulterous generation um, Jesus was addressing, they were wicked because of the fact that they just want a sign, right? And so you will have individuals that will be like, man, I don't need a sign to believe. <laughs> I don't need a sign to know uh, my future or what's next for me or where God is taking me. And them saying this, they're saying it to seem as if they have faith, but the underlying tone of that is that they have pride. The underlying tone of that is that they're, they're religious in their ways, right? And, and they're actually more like the Pharisees and the Sadducees more than they tend to want to admit. And so I want us to be aware that when Jesus said a wicked and adulterous generation looks for a sign, but none will be given. It's not because God himself does not want to give his people signs to point them to the right direction. Again, remember, we live in a physical world. So God, you know, he understands that we have physical senses. And at times for us to really to get out of our comfort zone, we need to see what our circumstances and surroundings are looking like to give us that that um, that unction. Right. Or that push to go to go forward or to propel forward. And this, again, uh, very quickly is one of the ways that God speaks to us. Again, he speaks to us through our circumstances. Right. For example, maybe you were going. To work and um, while you were trying to go to work all of a sudden your car can't start and you you know you're giving yourself a hard time you're like man my car can't start I'm about to be late for work and guess what God was actually speaking through your car not working to prevent you from going to work you know why because there was going to be an accident right in, in, in the lane that you take to go to work or perhaps there was an accident that was going to be at your literal workplace. God forbid a bomb, you know, was placed in your workplace and exploded. And you were the only one who survived it because, again, you were stuck at home due to the fact that your car didn't work. But when we are unable to be aware and discern the voice of God, we're thinking that our life is over, right? Woe is me. You're thinking that this is the worst of your life. But it actually is God preventing you from, from losing your life. Amen. And so this, isn't, this is the same too in this sense. Um, I just wanted to go ahead and address this. But the same um, in the sense, all right, as we've read in verse 14 of Matthew 16, um, is not to say that God doesn't want you to want to have signs of, you know, his will for your life in order for you to make certain decisions because again sometimes we find ourselves it's it's hard to make the right decision when you're presented with so many awesome choices right 
sometimes it's easy to make a choice or a decision when there's only two options. But if you have like five or six options, it, it's a bit difficult. And so God understands you're seeking him for a sign to point you to the right one to choose from. And so in this context in verse 4 of Matthew 16, is again concerning our heart posture. Where is our heart at? Are we trying to seek God for a sign or for direction or, just, or, or you know, wisdom and insight from a place of humility and faith? Or are we just trying to seek it from a place of pride and selfish ambition? Because again, we want to treat God as if he's a genie to be able to meet our selfish pleasures. Amen. And so, yes, yeah, so make sure that you are humbling yourself before the Lord all the time, that you're living a lifestyle of prayer and as well as a lifestyle of repentance and confession. Make sure you don't go through any day without praying prayers of repentance and confession. As you do this, God sees that you are so committed to be a devoted one to him. The Bible says that be holy for he is holy. And the Bible even says that only those with a pure, pure heart, right and clean hands are able to see God. Amen are able to see God. And so for us to see him and encounter him and experience him, we have to make sure that we as well are examining ourselves and are asking the Holy Spirit to cleanse us and purify us in every way. So that way we are of a sober mind and we are able to hear him in everyday life. I want to go ahead and close with this. Please go ahead and open your Bibles to 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32, and as well as bookmark Genesis chapter 15, verse 1. And so in 1 Chronicles chapter 12, 32, uh, this is what it says. It says, from Essachar, man who understood the times and knew what Israel should do, right? Um, the latter portion, it just go ahead and exclaims um, certain details concerning um, who they are. But I wanted us to pay attention to the first part of that scripture. They were men of what? It says, of understanding of the times and knew what Israel should do. So meaning they were men of discernment. There were men who were able to properly discern and be aware of God's voice and as well as what God was speaking to them in and out of season. And one of the reasons why I wanted us to also go ahead and read that immediately after Matthew 16, verse 2 to 4, is to show you again, it is always God's will for us to know what it is that he is doing. Scripture even says that he does not do anything unless he reveals it to his servants, the prophets, right? And so just as you, God is wanting to reveal to you truth, but he is looking for those who are willing to seek him. He is looking for those who are willing to humble themselves, to know what it is that he wants to say. As we read even in, in the book of um, Haggai, I believe so. You know, he says, I will, I will station myself and watch, right, for him to speak. And this should be our posture as well. Every single day, create a space, create a time. Again, make room for the, for the, for the Lord to encounter you. Closing with this, y'all. And it's one that I often have said before. In order for you to grow in being aware and hearing the voice of God is to really to be still and know that he is God. Be still. Sometimes quiet all the noise and sit in a quiet place and begin to just thank God for who he is and all that he has done. Practice gratitude. This is big. Practice gratitude. Remind yourself of where you came from and all the Lord has delivered you from. 
And as you're doing this, again, the Bible says to us that when we're giving God praise and when we're worshiping him, he is in our He's in our midst, right? He is in the middle of our praise to him. And so as you're doing this, giving him praise and, and giving him thanksgiving and being so, so humbled of the fact that you are only who you are because of him. You only have what you have because of him. God is there in your midst and he is already present to speak to you. And to tell you of things that you didn't even ask for. Because why? Because he recognized that you are one who's after his own heart as David was. And this leads me to our closing scripture for tonight. And again, I'm going to go ahead and place under the description all of the verses that we addressed tonight. And this closing scripture comes from Genesis 15 verse 1. And this is what God says uh, to date to, excuse me, not David, but to Abraham. He says, fear not, right? He says, fear not. For I am your great reward. The word of the Lord says that God, God rewards those who diligently seek him. And so not only does he reward those who diligently seek seek him, excuse me, but he also is our great reward. Therefore, God is faithful as more. As long as you seek him, excuse me, he is faithful again to reveal himself to you. As long as you seek him, he is faithful to allow you to properly discern his voice. Amen. And so I pray that you guys were greatly encouraged by this episode. Again, I truly believe we are in an era. We are in a season. We are in a time frame. Truly, I believe every believer, whether you just got saved this year or whether you've been saved for many years, it is critical for you to know the ways that God speaks to you. Because God forbid, there may be a time where all you will have is God. And for you to be able to make it in faith in this life before Jesus come is to be able to know what it is that God is saying. It is his voice that gives us life. It is his voice that allows us to continue to stand in every season. And so I pray that you again, just as he said to his servant Abraham, that you will fear not for he is your great reward. And again, he is faithful to speak to you. Pray God bless you. And remember, all things are possible with Christ Jesus. This was your sister in Christ, JLP. Until next time, peace out. Take care.